fake podcast music. Hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie. And Jen. And Melina. Yeah, guest host Melina came back. Woo-hoo. Okay. Jen, I, I know you just told me, but what was it again? A missing woman? Yes, a missing woman. You have a story on a missing woman? murdered. Ooh. Was missing, found murdered a year later. Mm-hmm. Shonda Townsend. It's not, it's, it sounds familiar. Maybe I, I spent a lot of time. I think that last name sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, her name's together, the Shonda. And the, <laughs> I was just like, I do I maybe if I saw a picture, I'd be like, I know. That Where one. in Texas? It was is that Mineral you, Wells. Where, no idea. Where'd you grow up in Texas, Melina? You grew By up in Perrin? In Texas. Perrin? By Perrin? By Perrin. Uh, no. I grew up in yeah, California and then uh, McAllen in the Rio Grande Valley area, and then later in College Station, and currently my sister lives in Wait, Houston. Those are Texas places? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> these are all Texas places. I'm like focused on the fact that you live in these great places with warm weather, and now you live in Michigan. Yeah, like, but do you want this kind of weather that we're having, which it's like 90 degree weather, humidity is like super high yeah. for like three months, maybe even four or five out of the year? I can't yeah. handle it. Yeah, me neither. I I hate cold, but I hate hot also. If we could just have permanent spring. I like permanent fall where things die, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like fall when it's time to get out your sweats and your hoodie. That's my favorite weather. Like, it's time to get cozy, Then you can eat whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want, and you can always stay warm. (laughs) Yes. Now, California, I would say, had the best weather because you could always go visit the seasons if you wanted to. So Uh if I wanted snow, I could go up to Big Bear Mountain and, like, visit snow and fall and all that wonderful stuff. But nice. having 75 degree weather in the beach was amazing. I did not take full advantage of it when I was a kid. I should have. Well, Michigan likes to have four seasons in one day. Yes, it's yeah. true. <laughs> never you that you wake up, it's winter, then it becomes spring, then you're in summer. I like California because you have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> there is also wildfire season, though, as well, which is... Wait, did you say smog alerts when you couldn't go to school? Yeah. Yeah, we don't have smog alerts here. We have polar, polar <laughs> vortexes that keep children from school. Well, yeah. I didn't have a snow day, but I had a smog day. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to do yours about... Uh, so mine is about 19 crimes, and it it's uh, a vineyard, so it's wine. Okay. Oh, wait, our... the 19 crimes is a vineyard? Yes. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a vineyard or a brand, I guess yeah. I should say, and then um, I'll go into it anyways a little bit more about that. But it's also related to the whole 19 crimes of people that did, you know, I guess petty larceny and stuff like that, and in, that's why they England, were... In England, right? In England. And, yeah. Yes, in Britain, and then they were shipped off to the colonies in Australia. And so this which is an Australian wine. Australia is a beautiful place, which I'm sure when it wasn't developed, it was kind of, you know, it's hard to survive. Mm-hmm. But that's like someone saying, all right, you live in Michigan hell. We're going to stick you permanently in Texas. Like, oh, not too bad. <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm going to do about a murder that happened in the 70s. I'm sorry, in 1935. Allie, read your notes. In 1935. <laughs> And this was suggested by one of our listeners, Scott, who comes up with some of the good stuff. This A boy that died in 1935 in Ipsy on Frog Island, which is where I was mugged in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a funny review of a Putters, 
which is down the street from Frog Island off of um, Washtenaw Avenue. And Putters is a uh, putt-putt golf thing that made... I've been there. Me too. I I can't, you can't Just so you know, your brother, that's where he used to bring all his dates. That, and there's a a hot tub place. Yeah. Um, The the Oasis. Oasis. Yeah, and he's like, you know, Mm -hmm. we can go to the Oasis. I'm like, every girl you've ever fucked, minus one, you've taken to the Oasis. I'm not going through that gonorrhea trap. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what? I'm like... I've known you since you were 16. The night you lost your virginity, you came to me, okay, to talk some things out with me. Even though I wasn't your girlfriend, I was just like, there's no, I know everybody you've ever had sex with. I'm not going there. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. I love you, though. <laughs> All right. Does anybody want to go first? Um, Why don't you go first? Yeah. All right, Melina. Okay. So, um... I brought this to your guys' attention because we, Jen and I, enjoy wine yeah. a lot. And I didn't know that she had the 19 Crimes uh, bottles. Uh, I heard about it through reading a couple articles on Facebook. And then a friend of mine talked to me about it. And then my sister talked to me about it. <laughs> and then I was just like, okay, I got to do this. So 19, uh, 19 Crimes, um, how I discovered it was it's they it's a vineyard. They have all these bottles of wine, um, actually se- like seven different types of wine. And the cool thing about this particular wine is the fact that they have an app that's associated with it. So what you can do is you can scan the label and it's an AR, uh, augmented reality, um, scan of the criminal on the bottle. And he tells, he or she tells their story of why they were sent to Australia. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. about shit my pants when you showed me and then I had you show Jen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, watch cool. this, watch this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the person on the bottle tells you they're crying. Right, which I have. I can't wait until we do this, and we gotta have more people around though because get drunk and show them drunk and be like. (laughs) (laughs) And I did look up, try I tried to see if I could find all the different labels and stuff, but um, I I couldn't, and I really, really looked. Um, So maybe the different labels. I'll start looking for wine. I'll go on a wine hunt. I'm not scared. I've I've only seen three different labels. Oh, the three that we already have. Yeah, Yeah. I have not been able to find any other different. Well, yeah, and then I'm almost curious if, like, we just order directly from mm-hmm. the vineyard. I'll well. order them. Because <laughs> so, they got a six-pack special offer. <laughs> there you go. like, I drink wine and there's I'm a six-pack pack offer. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Um, but then it brought me to the whole reason of, like, you know, well, what are 19 crimes? And then as I went to the website, which they're very um, informational on their website, they tell about what the 19 crimes are and that this is why um, there were 19 crimes that they sent people from Britain, criminals, um, convicts, to Australia, to colonize Australia, and so that's a whole other story. So I wanted to give you guys the option mm-hmm. of how do you want to start this story? Do you want to start knowing more about the lines, or do you guys want to know more about the 19 crimes and the history behind it first? And then we can go into the lines. What, or, the what wine. Okay, well, like, what, what, <laughs> what order wine. is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So the wine um, is it's celebrating the convicts and the rules that they broke and the culture that they built to Australia. So that's why they created this wine topic. Um, so it's an Australian wine? Or? Yes, it's an, Aus- an Aussie wine. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, it is an Australian wine, and uh, it is part of the Treasury Wine Estates, and this particular company actually owns a lot of other familiar wines, Australian wines that we know and love. Uh, Beringer, Chateau St. Jean, Penfolds, Lindemans, and The Walking Dead. And some of these, um, okay, those are just to name a few. There's tons. You can go to look. So the name of the wine is Walking Dead or it's The Walking Dead? The Walking Dead wine is what it's called. 
Okay. Oh yeah, we talked about this. Do we know if it's the Walking Dead TV show or the Walking Dead graphic novel? It's. I'm thinking it's the TV show, but what I was talking about was I since I don't have the bottle of yeah. wine to check the app, I don't know what the story would be now that you've seen the app. Uh, That's why I'm like, uh, is it just a bunch of zombie going uh, on it, or am I, <laughs> is it going to be so more really of like Rick saying like the story? Yeah. So you can't get that story unless you have the app. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Is that how they get you? Well, it's working because it's I working. like it. <laughs> True. Yeah, you bastards. So yeah, so the so Walking Dead is buy some. So, yeah, right. we gotta find the Walking Dead wine. I haven't even seen that. But, um, so yeah, uh, so that's the um, that's the company that owns uh, Nineteen Crimes, and they have several different types. They have a hard Chardonnay, a Pinot Noir, a Shiraz, a red blend, a Cabernet Sauvignon. A rum-aged red wine, a dark red, and then one that's called the Warden, and I was trying to read the description on it, and it just says a blend. I'm like, a blend of what? Of yeah. red? Of white? Of all your top shelf ones? What is Or it's like the shit at the bottom. <laughs> it's the $25 one, too. So oh, so it's, 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 the, okay. no, it's the biggest. It's the it's top. It's off the top right there. Um, so, yeah, and then the app's called Living Wine Labels, and so, like I said, it's an AR experience, um, augmented reality, where the actual head talks, and that was the other thing I didn't know. I'm like, is it going to just give me, like, a narrator doing it, or is it actual criminal, like, on the picture does it? When it was the criminal, I was, like, floored. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, I, I love technology. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah. And then on the actual corks itself, every cork has the 19 different crimes on it, so... When we actually pop open these bottles, we'll actually see which crime we got. I want to know. So that's all I really have about the wines, because I mean, there's just the actual tasting of it, and I figured we can either oh, we'll do, do that, that later. later. <laughs> so yeah, on a different day. <laughs> um, so we'll go a little bit more into the actual 19 crimes. So um, you know, if you were convicted of one of the crimes, you were sentenced to live in Australia rather than death. Okay. And um, that was happening during 17, uh, 1788 through 1868. And so the crimes that you could do, um, it was ruled under punishment of transportation. So rather than being like sentenced to 12 years or life, you would get punishment of transportation and then you would get shipped off. To... So wait, so for life you're shipped off to Australia or for like the seven years, 12 for years? For life. So like, okay, instead of spending seven years in jail, for life you're going away. For life. Holy hmm. shit. To okay. Australia. Because a lot of these ships, they were basically merchant ships that could sail in the harbor and just yeah. sit there, but really shouldn't be going out to sea. So they just loaded them up. So and just said, like, I hope you might not even make it. Yeah, right. like, hope you make it to <laughs> Australia. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, so, and that was, you know, so this all happened because... Um, they were actually shipping all their petty criminals to the Americas. Well, then, you know, independence broke out and industrial revolution started happening and stuff. So they started, they were like, well, crap, we can't send them to America anymore. Where are we going to send them? And so they sent them to Australia. And um, the ships, yeah, like I said, it's the an Native Native Americans thank them. Yes. The Aboriginals do not. No. No. <laughs> um, yeah, they, basically it was an eighth month trip. Eight month long trip, ah. ten thousand miles on the sea, and it was yeah. Either they're gonna make it or they're not. And then half the convicts that if the ship didn't sink ended up getting sick because scurvy. I'm guessing typhoid. Yeah. Um. What was the other one? Yeah. Rickets. No. Uh. 
cholera. Okay, I'm like, what's cholera. the old timey disease? Like cholera. <laughs> um, so yeah, they um, basically they were put all into this hulk of um, that's what they called it, the hulk of these you know boats that were about 65 meters long, filled them with convicts, at least 300 of them, and then the first couple of ships that went out also went with like military personnel and as well as just civilians to help colonize, you know, the uh, to colonize colonize Australia and then you know they would just make the um the convicts do all the hard labor and work like seeding and planting whatever it needed they had to do it you know for the seven years and then they became free oh so Mm. after the seven years on Australia you got to be free but in Australia Australia. right bastards so and it was very much looked upon um at first that like oh like we were a country of like convicts and criminals and stuff like that but now Australians are very proud of the fact because one of every five Australian has some sort of genetic code to a convict. Um, So around 162,000 people were sent there, 80% men, 20% of women. And as... um, I just want to say, there was probably a lot of raping going on. Probably. Especially on that (laughs) boat where the women are trapped, you motherfuckers. Right. Yeah, there was no standing room. Um, According to some of the stuff I read, there was absolutely no standing room. You were just like... You were where you you were. were. And that was it. For for eight months. Probably stank like dead... (laughs) (laughs) Bodies. Um, The first set of convicts arrived in 1788, and like I said, it included military. It was Mm -hmm. about 1,500 military personnel and civilians. And then the last ship that got sent there... um, was in 1868, and the basically they said there was a, of course a rebellion that started instead of like why are you sending us convicts and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and they also had reached over a million people in wow. Australia, so they're like stop. Um, the most famous uh, criminal of them all that was sent there was Ned Kelly. I was gonna start researching that, but I yeah. figured that could be. Another podcast for okay, another day. Okay, because he's his own thing. Yes, he's the Aussie Robin Hood. Yes, he is. <laughs> Even I know Ned Kelly. <laughs> um, and their daily diet on this, uh, for the convicts, I don't know about everyone else, um, was ox cheek, which they would turn into like some sort of meats with soup and stuff like that, mm. peas and bread. And the bread was usually moldy. So I'd die. I'd yeah. die of starvation. I'd be like, Jen, throw me over the edge. I ain't gonna make it. I just jump. <laughs> forget it. Like, I'll, I'll survive. Fuck it. Between the peas and the moldy bread and the ox cheek, I ain't gonna live. <laughs> yep. Um, so, to, uh, to kind of wrap this up, because I could have done a lot more history into it, but yeah. um, the actual 19 different crimes that you could do. Yes. Uh, one, grand larceny. Theft above one shilling. Oh. Wait a minute. Yeah. A shilling's like a buck or, or a penny or something like back in the day, like three cents. Or, no, a pence is a penny, right? But a shilling's about three pennies. You're asking the wrong person. Okay, but I, I want to be like, that's not grand larceny. <laughs> grand larceny is when you steal something, I don't know, big. Well. It's grand. Yeah, that was, the, that's what it was. Maybe um, back in the day a shilling was, was, was one, a one, one, was one was week lot. worth of uh, <laughs> money or something. Well, so... Also, petty larceny. Oh, theft under a shilling. So, oh, there you go. Oh, so, so no matter what, basically like that. Yeah, yeah. You thieves. You don't, don't, yeah. don't steal. Yeah. Um, buying or receiving <coughs> stolen gold. Uh, Goals. <laughs> um, no goods. Yeah. Uh, jewelry. You know, clothing. All that wonderful stuff. Um, stealing lead, iron, or copper. Um, buying or receiving any of that because again, this was during the industrial revolution. Right. So basically, a lot of people worked for nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, this was all around them. Um, and this one I thought was interesting. Impersonating an Egyptian. Hmm, and I kind of wanted to 
I wish I did a little bit more digging on this one, but I guess it says in 16th century England, um, they began the criminalization of the wandering people. Like um, gypsies. And eventually it became a felon to even impersonate one. Gypsies. Uh, they're trying to kill gypsies. So did Hitler. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> stealing from furnished uh, lodge groups. Okay. Uh, setting fire to Underwood. Uh, stealing letters, advancing the postage, and secreting the money. Okay. Assault with intent to rob. Uh, stealing fish from a pond or a river. Wow. So hungry people go yeah. to Australia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, stealing roots, trees, plants, or destroying them. So no mm. destroying trees, no stealing of trees, or killing plants, nothing like that. Yeah. Can't take it. Uh, bigamy. <laughs> Assaulting, cutting, or burning of clothes. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that, uh, that must have been some serious shit back in the day. Counterfeiting the copper coin, so no counterfeit money. Oh, yeah. A clandestine marriage. Uh, oh! Stealing a shroud off a grave. And so I read a little bit more about this one also. Um, it was uh, since, you know, bodies weren't necessarily considered property, so you were still stealing from that person. Even though they're dead. So, yes. Okay. Um, well, more stealing. Yes. This one, number 16 was, uh, or 17, was very precise. Uh, watermen carrying too many passengers on the Thames, um, and especially if any drowned. Okay. So, I get that. You, yeah. you overloaded your boat. Yeah. Some people drowned. drowned. Okay. Um, it's murder. Incorrigible rogues breaking out of prison, uh, prison and persons reprieved of capital punishment. So, 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 so people reprieve the capital punishment like, we didn't kill you, right. but you're leaving. But you're going to go on the boat. Okay. We're shipping you out. I'm uh, sure the people were like, he's a murderer. Like, thanks for putting him on the boat with us. This is going to be great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then number 19 was imbuing naval stores in certain cases. Okay. Hmm. And what's that? Um, like giving them liquor? That one is, uh, I had to look up a little also. It said, naval stores are products derived from pine sap which are used to manufacture soap, paint, varnish, shoe polish, linoleum, and roofing materials. So basically, wow. just don't steal shit. Like, if you stole something, you were shipped off. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know those <laughs> were high-value items, so you got Back me. then. Yes. Back then. Back then. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so those are all the 19 wonderful different crimes. There's tons of extra stuff that I could have researched, but then this would probably be like an hour worth long of information, so I stopped. So now I just need to go shopping. I need to buy all these wines. Yeah. And I need to break it open. and. I will help you also. Let's yeah. do this. You don't even drink wine. I don't, but, but I will find will. a way. Okay, I kept looking up different... St I wanted to do a different story. I was like, you guys can do wine. I'll do tequila. I can't even find... If anybody has an idea, please let me know. Where, where tequila comes in in a murder. Or someone named tequila murdered somebody. I mean, Tequila... I was, de tequila makes you want to yeah. die. But, Makes you want to murder people. Well, the next day when you wake up, like, shut the noise or we'll kill someone. I'm going to find one. Oh, thank you. Help me out. Do you want to do yours next, Jen? No, why don't you? Okay. Or is this one of those times you asked me, but you really don't need No, actually, no. This is one of the times you're going to go ahead and choose. Okay, so I have the story, The Death of Richard Stryker Jr. Richard Stryker Jr. was a seven-year-old boy who lived in Ypsilanti, Michigan, he was the grandson of Thomas Mueller, a wealthy, renowned auto engineer. On March 17th, or 7th, what the F, <laughs> 1935, around 4.30 p.m., Richard asked his mom if he could go outside and play in the snow, and she agreed. 
So while playing outside, he ran into a friend, another seven-year-old boy named Paul Woodside. Richard's home was on Cross Street, while Paul lived on Prospect Street, so the two of them often walked home to school together, from school together. Richard decided to go home and get his sled. And Richard was, the one of the things they keep pointing out in all the different articles is he was very particular about how he leaned his sled against the house. Like he had to have it a certain way against the house. And the police believe that after grabbing the sled from his usual spot, he left to go sledding. So no one ever sees this kid again after this. So the kid's like, you wanna go sled? He's like, yeah, I'll sled, no more. So a few hours later during an argument with each other, Richard's parents, so they're arguing, and then all of a sudden they realize that their son's not home. So they borrow a car and they search nearby, it was called Island Park at the time, and the surrounding neighborhood. So Frog Island was previously called Island Park. Okay. So they weren't, and, I, and Frog Island is where I was mugged in one of my, I got mugged stories, because <laughs> there's a couple of them. <laughs> so when they weren't able to find their son after driving around, they called the police. The body of Richard Stryker Jr. was found May 8th, 1935 at 1 p.m. He was found under the island side of the bridge that spans the Huron River, and his brother saw tracks in the snow. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. I just skipped a whole sentence. So he was found under the island side of the bridge that spans the Huron River from Cross Street to Frog Island. And Richard was found by a 13-year-old boy named Buck Holt. Buck and his brother saw tracks in the snow leading under the bridge, and Buck said they thought the tracks might belong to a muskrat and followed them down. First of all, I find that highly questionable. Have you guys ever seen animal tracks in the snow like a muskrat? They don't have people-sized feet. They have little tiny muskrat feet. So I just thought, immediately I thought, I don't trust this kid Buck Holt. And ba-da-da-da, so, so Buck and his brother, they went down to follow down, they saw his body laying at the top of the incline under the bridge. Mm. And later, Buck Holt would be caught stealing a car, and he was sent to a disciplinary school in Washington, D.C. He escapes from there, and that's it. You don't hear anything else from that kid again. But I, I find that kid highly suspicious. So, Richard's only clothing only seemed to be disturbed around his neck area. Ypsilanti Coroner, Dr. David Robb, found six stab wounds on Richard's body along with possible head wounds. <laughs> Information alert, an article that I read in 1935 said there were six stab wounds, and an article that I read from 2019 said there were 14 stab wounds. And he, so I don't know which is real. So he had at least one knife wound on his throat, one in his heart, and four with the four other wounds around his neck and shoulders. There wasn't any blood evidence at the scene, which led police to believe that he had been killed elsewhere. Richard's body was frozen to the ground, steering investigators to the idea that his body had been soaked in water, possibly the river, and then put under the bridge and stayed there all night and ended up getting frozen to the ground. Mm -hmm. Albert Rapp, who was Washtenaw County's prosecutor at the time, said that they were searching for a sex maniac. This killed me. They kept saying, we're looking for a sex maniac. What the fuck does a sex maniac look like? Like some dude with the, you know, stuff hanging out? Like, I don't know. Okay, so... Hmm. Even though there were no signs of sexual assault on this kid. He's like, we're looking for a sex maniac. he was dressed. He's dressed. And the only clothing that was disturbed is around his collar where he was stabbed in the neck. And... I don't know where they got that from. Yes. Albert... Okay, even though there's no sign. Albert said that it was due to the frenzied nature of the stabbing that led to the idea of a sex maniac. Okay. Like crime of passion Six kind of to thing? 14 stabs, still not sex maniac. Also, yeah, he probably had on him. Yeah. He was pissed off at him. Yes. 
I wrote it here. I said, when I think of sex maniac, I think of a guy with a perpetual hard on that is humping every object that is still for long enough. Like, that's how we know who he is. He's just like humping everything. That's a sex maniac. Ypsilanti's police chief at the time, Ralph Southern, thought that the motive might be revenge and that it was done by, and not done by a sex maniac. So these two are arguing. Um, but a, and I will quote this, quote, a maniac with a lust for blood, end quote. I wrote, 1935 must have been a big year for maniacs. A clue that was never resolved is that Richard Sled was found leaning against the house in the his house again, but not leaning the right way. Like somebody tried to put the sled back, but they didn't know the, the particular way he liked his sled. So that was something that was never resolved. Hmm. There was an intense search for Richard's killer, but police weren't able to find the motive for his murder or his murder his for his murder or his murderer. When authorities found out that Richard's mother had recently filed for divorce, divorce, they briefly suspected Richard's father. And Richard Sr. took what was called a, quote, truth serum, end quote, and answered police questions to prove his innocence. And together, the mom and dad, this is their only child, they moved to Grand Rapids. So here was what I thought was sad. Just be, to get away? Yeah, I think okay. so. Richard Stryker Jr. was buried in an unmarked grave in Highland Cemetery. It is said that his grave was left unmarked because they didn't want to bring unwanted attention to his burial site due to possible vandals or because of the notorious nature of his murder. On October 15, 2016, 80 years after his murder, Richard was provided with a headstone. The money was raised by John Sisk, who is a manager of the St. Vincent de Paul thrift store. I don't think you guys heard of that. Mm -hmm. After hearing the sad story of Richard's death, he raised $1,500 on a GoFundMe page. A dedication ceremony was held and attended by about 30 people. Richard's murder is one of Washtenaw County's oldest cold cases. Crazy. The end. And nothing about that other kid. Buckhold disappears. And it's so hard to look for shit in 1935. Let me tell you. This is almost as bad as the time I was looking for stuff in the 1800s newspapers from Kansas about a senator. I couldn't find crap, but I found that kid so suspect. I just found that kid suspect. Yeah. You and your, yeah, that didn't look like muskrat footprints. No. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell, I'm not even a hunter just from being a Girl Scout and living in Michigan. I can tell the difference between like deer track, rabbit track, you know, cat yeah. track, dog track. Yeah, that was Human no Human footprints? Yeah, and that was, no. So what's yours, Jen? And after you're done, I'll do a palate cleanser with a funny review. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I wanted to tell you. So a lot of the podcasts I'm listening to, they're adding stuff like if they're true crime or stuff and it gets kind of heavy. They're adding stuff to the end. I can't remember. The Murder Squad does something like something of the week or something. And other people are like, let me tell you something about myself. But I'm not comfortable telling you about myself. I can't always think of a good thing that happened during the week. Today I ended my day at work being in the dumpster because I dropped my trash can in, into the dumpster chute. And I couldn't reach it. And I'm literally three-fourths into the dumpster with just my feet hanging out trying to grab my wastebasket. That's how I ended my day. Did anybody help you? Or well, I said to Austin, you? you might grab, need to grab my ankles. <laughs> Because I was like, Austin, help! You might need to grab my ankles, but I ended up getting back up. Oh, goodness. And literally, at one point, I just touched it, and they're like, but I touched it to push it farther back, and I was like, dear Jesus, no. I need so that. I would have just let it go. <laughs> but if I would have seen you in this position, yeah. I would have been videoing. Oh, yeah. I mean, no help. Yeah. I'd have been like, crawling a little bit further. <laughs> crawling more so you can turn around. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. So There's I thought, no coming out of that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> there really isn't. So I know it goes right into the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I thought 
maybe we should end ours with like funny reviews because you had a funny review that we saw the other day. And I thought maybe our palate cleanser could be funny reviews. Because yeah. I don't want to talk about myself. And I did buy that product because. Oh, the did you? Because the review? Okay, you got to do it next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us your story. Um, today, I have an unsolved murder of a 19 year old, Shonda Townsend. She was a mother of a two year old boy in Mineral Wells, Texas. Her body was found in October of 2011 in a field southwest of Mineral Falls. She was last seen in July of 2010 and was said to have left a person's home in Mineral Wells to go home, which she lived in Perrin, Texas. Okay. Her vehicle was found a few days after she was reported missing in a neighborhood in southeast Mineral Wells. Okay. So I'll break it all down. So on July 4th, 2010, mm-hmm. at around midnight, Shonda texted her mother and said she was on her way home. Okay. But she failed to show up. She also posted a single sentence to her Facebook page around the same time she texted her mom that says, I got this. That's all it said. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's kind of cryptic. Mm-hmm. Something's up. Do we know who killed her? Okay, keep going. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to let you interrupt me this time. Good luck. That's in another paragraph. I'm following through, okay. people. Yeah. All right. When her vehicle was found a few days later, it looked as though she was carjacked. It was missing a stereo, and the items within her car were thrown around. There was no evidence of what happened to her or um, any clues. So, car gave no clue. Wow. The Mineral Wells Police confirmed that Shonda had received a text message on July 5th around 2 a.m. prior to her phone either being shut off or going dead. From this text message, it seems the police got a lead to a possible witness, and when they got that person's phone, went through all the deleted messages, they hoped at that point there would be some valuable information. Okay. On October 20, October 27th of 2011, so now we're, we were in 2010, now we're in 2011, the skeletal remains of Shonda were found in a field in Mineral Falls. Based on where she was found, they believe it would have to be somebody knowledgeable about the area, so somebody that lived in town. Okay, so somebody who knew that this is a good spot. Yeah. Okay. Because she wasn't buried. Okay, so she was just laid out. Laid out, but obviously somewhere where you were not going to see her right away. Because it was on a hundred acre, like, forest area. And she was found because they were selling, the owner was selling the property, and the person that wanted to buy it was surveying it. Oh, no way! Oh, that's crazy. Okay. The police have conducted multiple grounds. You know, ground searches, aerial searches, interviewed family, friends, persons of interest, followed up with all the leads, and it's unsolved. Fuck. And it was really hard. You know, normally when you read these, you hear all kinds of stories. You know, people say, oh, yeah, I seen her, and you can read these things. Yeah. I went through newspaper articles, magazine stuff, all that. And no backstory. I know that she was at a friend's house 
but no and bed. left there. Yeah. Texted her mom, said she was coming home. But you know, no backstory. Nobody's talking. Wow. Like the jogger and Holly. Yeah. We had people come up with backstories and yeah. you know things like that, but nothing for. Maybe we should check that web sleuths on that one. Yeah, we yeah. probably should. So Texas Crime Stop Stoppers is offering a cash reward and. Okay. Right. Put it in the show notes. Okay, good. That way people can look. Um, do you, do you listen to Murder Squad, Melina? I listen to way more podcasts than I than Ted does. Don't. Uh, I listen to <laughs> I listen to ours. Yeah. <laughs> but if you email us and say, "Hey, you have a podcast," I will listen to you. But other than that, I, I do not. If you don't reach out to us, I regularly I listen not. to about seven or eight podcasts. I know a week. That's why you're a pro at this. Yeah. I'm like, I've listened to a couple of podcasts. Um, I actually just started dipping back in um, to Dax Shepard's The Armchair Expert. Oh, funny you should say that. My husband reminded me. Okay, so apparently Dax Shepard went to the high school where I grew up. Oh, yeah. He's from here. Well, nope. He was from from exactly where I was from. Okay. 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 But, like, I meant, like... Here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. at one point, I guess I didn't realize it. And then I'm watching my friends talk about him on Facebook. They're like, "Yeah, I remember the time he fell off the podium at graduation." What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just so you know, I'm like the last person on earth to be involved in her high school. I had no idea what was going on in my high school. I had friends outside of high school. I had a boyfriend who was no longer you had in high a school. Murder. I had a murder I had to meet. I had things I was doing <laughs> in high school, and so the other day, some. Um, person I was friends with on Facebook, I was friends with another person, and they tagged their Spring Break 93 photos. And these were like the popular kids. I knew the names of maybe three of the 20 people. I was like, I think her name's Lisa? Like, I, I have no clue I, I who I went to high school sister. with. Even then. Do you? Ask yeah, your sister? I always did. And it was a few years back, probably now six. Mm-hmm. I'm in McDonald's drive through mm-hmm. I'm about to pay, and the guy's like, Janet. And I'm like, hi. You know, like, I don't know. Stranger danger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you know me? Remember I was in your English class? I'm like thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. How are you doing? You know? And then I'm immediately on the phone with my sister. Like, I need you to go to the McDonald's on this road. Go through. (laughs) Buy yourself something. Tell me who this dude is. Because I had no idea. Now, she wouldn't go. But she always was the one. She always knew their names. Yeah. And I'm like, who is that? Okay. Who now, is that? How do you I and I have that garage sale every year, correct? <laughs> we stop at the gas station up the corner by your house. Yeah. And all of a sudden, old boy turns around and goes, hey! With the guy that, <laughs> yep, the guy that we call the screamer. Um, the screamer's like, hey! I'm like, hi! What do you know? I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, just trying to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I walk out of the, I walk, William and I walk out of the gas station. He turns to look at me and goes, What's your name and where do I know you from? And I said, Oh, he didn't really recognize you. I said, It's Allie and from the garage sale. He goes, You didn't have any DVDs this year. I said, Well, it's like our fifth. Shame or on you. I, I said, Well, it's like our fifth or sixth garage sale. We just run out. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> we've like thrown all that out. Yeah, that's so, great. So yeah, I met the screamer up at the gas station. <laughs> the guy we referred to as the screamer. That's why I always walk with my head down. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm told, well, we, he was in front of us in line. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to end it with this um, review. And then this is the first review I've ever read that had a title. That's why I picked this one. And it's from Mike K. It's a one-star Yelp review. Mike K. 
K? Wait. Yes, but not my husband. Uh, my husband would, come, would bitch way differently than this. <laughs> and I reduced it. Suspicious. Yeah, I'm I know. I know. I get it. There's a lot of mics out there, though. I, there are. I'm married to there those are. bastards. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But this is reduced for time. The title is I can't. <laughs> and the way this guy gets kind of mad, like I've been mad like this before, so I kind of get it. So the guy writes. Forecast for rain, but we decided to go and try to play anyways. Now, maybe I should explain. When you go to putters, you can spend $10 and you get all three um, courses available to you, all three putt-putt courses. Mm -hmm. Or you can do $7 and you get just one course. Okay, so it's it's a rough day and they're like, let's just try anyway. So we bought one course for $7 and enjoyed the red one. It was in rough shape, but what the heck? The rainy clouds cleared up, so we figured we could make the turn and play the other two courses. We went up to pay the additional $3 for the $10 for all three courses package. With a big sigh, the older ma- the oldest man told us, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the title comes from. So this is where Mike K starts to lose his shit. <laughs> he says, you can't what? You can't take $3 from our group and hand us a ball? You can't make the huge effort required to do that? You can't because you don't like cash? You can't because your cash register won't open up? You can't because your morals? You can't because it should be the busiest time of the year and you're not busy? Or you can't because the business ethics class you took in 1954? Now, I stopped earlier, but just so you know... My kid goes on to do the math and said, if you would have taken each of our $3 and done this exponentially throughout the years, you would have like $10,000 more for your business and your putt-putt stuff would look nicer. (laughs) But I just kind of left it there. But yeah, I've been that mad before when somebody says something and you're like, what? And then you just start hitting with all these dumbass questions. Oh, Lord. All right, you've been listening to Michigan and Other Mayhem with Allie. And Jen. And Melina. Connect with us at michiganothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access show notes, find site links, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. Bye-bye now.